1: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Um, so this week, we decided uh, we were going to do something a little special. Um, last week marked the fifth anniversary of our friend Brandon's death. Uh, Brandon was one of the earliest sick boy guests we had he had an osteosarcoma he's been on the podcast probably more than any other guest because his cancer kept coming back and we kept having him on but uh, the reason we kept having him on the podcast wasn't because his cancer kept coming back I mean that was obviously part of it but um, a big part of that was because he ended up becoming one of our best friends Um, Brian Taylor and myself got to know Brandon and his family really well Uh, we loved that man more than we've loved many people in our lives, and um, five years ago Brandon died. Uh, his cancer caught up with him, and um, it broke our hearts. But uh, but we will we'll never forget Brandon. We you know, and it, the way we grieved that death was, I think, at least for Brian Taylor and myself, it, it was a really eye-opening experience, and um, it was. I look at that time fondly, which is a weird thing to say, but Brandon taught me a lot in terms of what it means to grieve beautifully. So to Brandon, wherever you are, thanks, buddy. And uh, this week, in memory of Brandon, we are going to play the very first episode that he appeared on the podcast, which I think was back in 2016. So um, this is a really, really... Dear uh, episode to us And we hope you enjoyed as much as We still continue to This day And uh, thanks for tuning in Thanks for listening Thanks for supporting the podcast And we'll see you all on the other side
2: Hey Taylor Hey Jeremy uh, Hey world Hey, friends. <laughs> uh, this
3: week, we... Oh, man, I'm so excited about this episode. We um, we sat down with this super rad uh, young man, 19 years old. Brandon. Super
2: well-spoken.
3: Oh, my God. So well-spoken. But the guy has been through hell and back over the last uh, nine months, essentially. He went through some crazy shit. And, um, and just having him in to talk to him about it was... Super cool.
2: Yeah, so uh, one thing that kind of went along with uh, with this episode is uh, Brandon's an amputee, <laughs> <laughs> and there's some photos oh, that man. go along with his blog post. So <sighs> e- if you didn't know this already, every time that we do an episode, we also have a correlating blog posts that we release on our website for the most part yeah and they're from our guests our guests write these posts yeah so uh uh, a if uh, you don't like our facebook page already go over there like it so you get those alerts when we drop those posts when we release our episodes Uh, but also head over to the blog posts especially if you're into like Really gut-wrenching uh, photos, because uh, sh- there's some real gnarly stuff on there today. <laughs> They're super cool. Oh yeah,
3: super cool. But they also make you feel
2: weird. Yeah, <laughs> you know when you get that weird feeling in the tip of your dick? Oh, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. When you see something real gnarly, you just go. Oh, well, I, okay. I, actually, I kind of yeah, get what you you're know what talking mean? about. It, yeah. I
3: feel it more in my butt, and my like my butthole goes. Like (laughs) Okay, Jesus Christ, enough of this Uh, If you're still listening (laughs) Keep tuning in uh, Because we love this episode And uh, we're excited for you all to hear it Enjoy See you later Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick Today's guest is Brandon Thomas He has an osteosarcoma Let's talk about it solid. Okay, well, how about how about this? <laughs> okay. Uh, tell us your name. My name is Brandon Thomas. Hey, Brandon. And uh, what do you what
1: what are you here to talk about today? I'm here to talk about uh, I was diagnosed with an osteosarcoma in my left thigh. And uh, That's a big word. Yeah, I
3: know. Osteo, osteo? Osteo, sar- osteo means sarcoma.
1: bone and sarcoma yeah. means tumor. So okay, so you had a, tumor. you had a bone tumor. Yeah. And uh, it resulted in me getting a rotation plasty. Oh, of course. Van Ness, which yes. is like yeah. my foot, well, my lower leg is rotated 180 degrees, my upper thigh is removed, and they. Attached the lower leg. Okay,
3: yeah. So my uh, – <laughs> that, so that
1: was
0: a really it, good yeah, description. It really was, but However, I feel like it's, like it's somebody still tried hard. Th-
1: People are going to Google it. So okay. you yeah. take
2: your, you, you, your thigh was – you, let's take your whole leg yeah. and then cut it in half in the upper leg and the lower leg. They were like, upper leg, throw it in the garbage.
3: It's full of tumor. It's let's throw it tumor. out. full of tumor.
2: We don't need it anymore. Let's take the lower leg and make it your upper leg.
1: Yeah, essentially, because like my foot, now that it's backwards, works as a knee joint.
3: Yeah, so they took your they took your lower leg mm-hmm. from
1: about say the knee. Yep, got
3: rid of the knee, and they and they took that and they attached it to your hip. Yeah, I still have. So you like, have a you have a lower leg, yeah. starting at your hip. Yeah, and where your knee would originally be is now where your ankle and your foot is. Yeah, exactly on exactly. your on your left leg.
1: Yeah. And I still have, like, a really small bit of femur left that it's attached to. And, okay. And you, yeah.
2: and you will when, because you're still going through, like, making that all work, work. Yeah. that you will have a, a prosthetic lower leg attached yeah. to that.
3: Attached. But, okay,
1: so.
0: Eventually. They left eventually. the
1: foot on, though, right? Yes.
0: But they turned it around backwards.
1: Well, so you have a backwards well, foot. No, the, they turned the leg around backwards. The foot, like, was. Yeah, the foot's yeah. the
3: same. Oh, but, the foot's still facing the right way? Dude, it's like, it's like this. <laughs> that doesn't Jake, work for Yeah, uh, yeah pe- people can't really. Sorry. But yes. <laughs> hey, wait, can I, can I see it? Yeah. I'm going to come over there. And, I just want to see. And you know, dude, there. he's got pictures because. Okay, so. Oh, yeah. Whoa, dude, yeah. And Holy like, fuck, dude,
1: that's your whole foot. That's my whole foot. And so, like, you've
3: got this like little leg coming out of your hip.
1: Yeah, And exactly. it goes right down to your foot. And, so like, you, I can't fully move it yet because I had some, Oh, but you
0: can move your ankle. But you're supposed to be able to, to fully move it. Whoa. Eventually. Yeah. So, you basically have one full leg and then one half leg that's yeah. just backwards.
1: So, when it's fully flexed, so like when my toes are pointing towards the ground, if I was standing, that would be me standing up with the prosthetic leg on. And okay. then when I flex it and bring it back, it brings the lower part of the leg back.
3: So your ankle and your heel work as your the the knee joint. Yeah, it's a, it's a knee joint. Yeah. So, so they, but but they're not going to like they're not going to like it's hard for people I'm, I feel like it's hard for people to understand but no, they're got, not going to cut we're, the top of your foot off. We've got pictures so that it so that it like um no. it's like flush with the back of your leg.
1: No. See, usually when people have this, they're young. Uh so usually there isn't a huge mismatch between their thigh and their lower leg, but I'm older so we did have an issue and it's just a matter of like getting it to heal then.
3: Dude, that's so wild. It's so like it's so interesting looking, you know? Oh yeah, I get all the Oh, I bet. Kids freak oh, out. Oh, I well, bet you freak the fuck out of kids. Jeremy,
2: how many how many legs, how many feet have you seen turned around?
1: Uh none. Oh, like, I have kids ask me if I was born this way. Yeah. Or, like, they just freak out and yell at their mom, and their mom freaks out. It's great. Yeah, their mom's like, ah, what the fuck? Yeah. I was telling the guys that I can just tell these children I tried drugs once, and, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah
3: you, you fucked without a condom, and this yeah, is Yeah, and uh, every
1: time I did it, the foot just turned more and more and more. <laughs> and now, look what happened. Yeah. <laughs> So you,
2: uh, so you, what's your, uh, what's like your timeline of your, of your diagnosis and, yeah, and how you find, how, what, you're, what you're, prompted you finding out about it? Yeah, you're yeah, a young buck, right? My story is, uh,
1: how old are you? I'm 19, just turned 19. You in just, June. just turned 19. Well, I guess it's been a while, but yeah, June. Yeah. All right. Um, I was diagnosed March 10th. So coming up.
2: Yeah, almost like last year, twenty fifteen.
1: Yeah, and I forget when you guys you know the Terry Fox story, kind of yeah. familiar it's the same. Uh, I'm kind of familiar with him. But what's what's his deal? Well, same <laughs> uh, Terry Fox had the same tumor I had. Yeah, um, for all of our American listeners, uh, I if think you, if Terry you don't Fox, know Terry's Terry Fox is a global
0: thing. Yeah, yeah it it is. Is.
3: you know what though? I, I know a lot of Americans don't know who he is. Uh, they don't. They have no okay. idea who the yeah, fuck let's that talk guy about is. Him anyway, Terry I, I Fox him. was a Canadian. Who had the same cancer as Brandon, and uh, he lost his leg and Mm he had a uh, a prosthetic. And he, uh, in trying to raise awareness uh, of that particular cancer, he set out to run from um, Vancouver all the way to Newfoundland, or the other the opposite way way around. He started 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 in Newfoundland and was going to run to Vancouver, Uh, but he he passed away. In yeah. the middle of that, I that think he run. made
2: it as far
1: as Thunder Bay, Manitoba. It, he okay, did. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. His lungs, yeah,
2: and he's a national
3: treasure. I mean, yeah. the guy's on her fucking money. Uh, yeah, he's is he on our money? No stamps. There's a loony. Yeah, he's a loony.
0: Passports now. There's a oh, he's in our passport. yeah. But, so no. he he means a lot. He's a he's a he's a hero. He's a and Canadian.
2: There's a, hero. And there's a there's a there's a Terry Fox Day every year. Every year, yeah, we recognize it. So what,
1: I, what I found was cool though is because Terry Fox, like, usually when you get diagnosed with osteosarcoma, it's because your femur breaks under the pressure of the tumor. Holy fuck. Or it grows silently, metastasizes through your lungs, and kills you. Right. Okay. Um, it
0: breaks your femur.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like mine was the size of like a football when they took it out. It's so, like, Dude, a, your it's like, femur's like a, like a Hulk tumor. tumor. wait, oh. you
0: didn't, you didn't like it. Was there a, a bump oh, or something yeah. you noticed? Yeah.
1: So, like, Terry Fox found out cause he got in a car crash. and hurt his knee, complained about knee problems, goes in, has a tumor. I was at the gym, dropped a 70 pound dumbbell on it. Whoa. And it just got out of my hands, fell right, dead center of my quad, thought nothing of it. And then I was kind of rubbing my hands down my legs, felt a little lump. And I was like, no big deal. It's probably just like a muscle, something. Yeah, you just dropped 70 pounds yeah. of weight on yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's going to swell up, yeah. of course. Yeah, I didn't think it was anything. And then as I go to the gym, um, I couldn't do squats anymore, things like that. It just the, started to really hurt. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I, I tore something or I strained something. Because so of course, I'm not going to go it's a tumor, yeah. so uh I ended up. I went to a massage therapist. She beat the shit out of it. Tried to break oh, it down. God. Oh. Didn't work. Dude, uh, I tried, was it, and was power. it painful? Oh, yeah. it's fucking painful. I yeah. tried foam rolling it. I tried doing everything you should not do to a tumor. Oh my god! I'm oh. surprised it didn't just explode. Is uh, it like
3: a? Is it like a video game? Like bat? Uh, uh, like a, a video game? um uh, a villain where like it, the more you hit it, the more power it grows. Like, is it does no. it get worse the more you fucking not, foam roll? Not really. It it? No. Like, okay.
1: And then I had, I had that was ac- a really stupid question. <laughs> yeah, it I had was. A, yeah, it was. I had acupuncture done on it. Oh yeah. And oh then, uh, I finally found someone who put like I guess he thought because I dropped the dumbbell, he diagnosed me with something called myositis sificans, which is calcification of soft tissue due to blunt trauma. And it's the number one thing that can mask an osteosarcoma in an x-ray. Oh. So I was like, this is what I got. And uh, I actually piggybacked a girl all the way from Dow all the way to Quinnpool Road. I woke up the next morning. <laughs> That's a distance. Yeah, I woke that up the next a- morning. My leg was just howling. And I was like, okay, something's wrong. So I, I showed it to my dad. And at this point, my whole thigh just looks like it's constantly like flexed. It looks like it's like a rock because it was pushing on the quadricep muscles like so much. Right. So he's like, okay, that's not fucking normal.
3: Are we talking like right on the front of your thigh? Yeah,
1: like mid-thigh. Like like mid-thigh. Mine was yeah. distal, so it was like more in the middle of the femur. Yeah. Okay, All right. And uh, so he's like, that's not doesn't look right. So went in, got an x-ray. And so the way myositis like masks it is because when you do the x-ray, you'll see this cloudy image, but it won't be flush with the bone, right? Because my tumor is coming out of the bone, so the cloud was flush the bone. It's like so,
2: attached to the bone.
1: Yeah, and so the doctor was like, "Could be a tumor," and I was just Ooh. like, "What the fuck?" Did he say it like that? Well, kind of like like we were we were, we were we were friends with this doctor, so he was pretty like straightforward, just like there's a possibility. And then so we went and did an MRI. Uh, they did not like the looks of the MRI. And they I went home from the MRI, and they called me back and said, "We want you to come in for a bone scan, CAT scan." Uh, so I did that, like like pretty much immediately. Immediately, immediately yeah. yeah. Um, they did the bone can't. and bone and can't. during so yeah. during
3: this sort of span of what maybe of a few days or yeah, or? we
1: found it on a Monday and had every test uh, done by Thursday, other than the surgical biopsy. Uh, wow, what was going through your mind? Like this is very fast. Yeah, it was super fast, which is great. Um, but part of me just really didn't want to believe that it was a tumor. And I just wanted to believe it was that myositis thing because it just made sense. You know, you drop the dumbbell, cause and effect. That's why it happens. Yeah. You don't just fucking bump your shoulder and then and there's, there's oops, a tumor there. there's oh, cancer. cancer. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and it made it worse because as we were going through all this and then they, they called me in to do a needle biopsy and they stuck a huge needle in my leg Ouch. and uh, sent one to the clinic in the States, one here, one here said uh, negative. Uh, like they said, I didn't have... Cancer. Whoa. Yeah. And the one in the States said positive for cancer. So they said, okay, you need to do a surgical biopsy and book me for that. But um, Holy shit, dude. Yeah. And I, I met with, because uh, there's two doctors here that are to do the surgeries. And I met with uh, the senior guy and I explained to him my story. And he told me uh, that he was 90% sure that it was not a tumor. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And, wow. but the thing was, if you looked at my x ray, I was missing all these characteristics of an osteosarcoma. Uh, of a tumor, right. And I don't know if it was because of everything I did to it all the manipulation, all the massage, rolling it out. Yeah. Of rolling course. it out with a fucking rolling pin. Yeah. Like, I was going hard on that thing. So yeah. I think that's why. Um, but then they did the surgical biopsy, which kind of made things worse almost. Because as soon as you just open up a tumor and take a piece of it, it just gets all swelled up and shit. <laughs> Um, so
2: they cut what like what do they do to do to do the they biopsy they make
1: a pretty small incision on the side of my leg and then just basically go in and take like uh it was like a two golf ball sized like chunk and then they cut oh, that in half so they, just that's
3: to, a fucking huge chunk yeah yeah holy shit yeah. dude
1: and they take one half i thought they of would it. just
3: take like a little sliver
1: uh-uh. they take uh, they need a big big piece right
3: two golf balls Jammed together, we're not like or two separate golf ball sizes.
1: It was like, well, one golf ball for this lab and then one golf ball for the other lab.
3: Oh yeah. man,
1: yeah, um, holy shit, But it's because they need like so much like different layers of tissue and like that yeah. type of shit, right? Yeah, um,
2: and they're t- when they're doing this biopsy, this is to take that, test it, and say malignant or benign.
1: Exactly, yeah. And uh, knowing my luck, like when they did the needle biopsy, it fell onto like I think it was like March break or something, so I had to wait even longer. And then when I same with the other biopsy, was another holiday. Wait,
3: doctors take March break?
1: Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. The I fuck? guess the labs. But either well, way, I
3: didn't know that.
2: Dude, t- everyone has to take March break. Oh, yeah. I thought there was just like sick uh, people can wait. I thought yeah. it was just
3: students. So they
1: uh, they called me in. They all went down to Cancun. Just <laughs> got fucked. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> and Came home tumor. like oh shit, what? Oh yeah, they
3: kid with the tumor. I guess we'll check it out. Yeah,
1: they uh, they called me in and they basically told me like you have cancer and it's likely in stage two. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, like so, you know, my parents are freaking out. Like, it doesn't make sense. And I mean, doctors are great. And he basically told me it's like a silent killer. So it just it just grows. That's what I really wanted to hear. He said yeah, it'll yeah. it'll grow, and you just won't know. He's, you're, he's, you're lucky you found out, and you he, dropped that dumbbell. You just yeah. have an assassin. Do you, do you feel that, you. that way though? Do you yeah, feel lucky about that? I do, cause like like I said, people usually break their femur, especially their right? Lungs. Yeah, but in a way, like me dropping that dumbbell. If I didn't, I might have only found it when it was either progressed to. Yeah, rock. so
0: potentially that
1: save your yeah, life, Yeah, exactly. And at this stage, they were telling me that all they were going to do was remove the piece of my femur that was infected, take a donor piece of femur, like allograft, and replace it. I keep my leg, and that was the plan. And I was Sounds gonna, like a pretty solid plan. Pretty solid plan. I was going to have 28 uh, chemo treatments, and went in, got my port cath calf put in my chest, Ready to go? Wham bam! Thank you, ma'am. Well, you said
2: Peace nine state. months. You weren't in hospital for nine I, uh, months. Were you? I actually,
1: I, I went home maybe four times. I had about ten Whoa. different complications, so they just felt it was not safe for me to go home. You straight up made that place your home. So, yeah, so I did. That's
2: March of last year. So, like, December. you haven't spent much time out of the hospital. Oh yeah fuck buddy welcome back to the real
1: world it's pretty scary shit this is the biggest group of people i've been around (laughs) Um,
0: so you you mentioned uh you mentioned before we started recording (laughs) that you got to go to the children's hospital though
1: yeah um since this is considered like a childhood illness like it's seen usually in people from i guess i don't know i guess i'm assuming infancy to the age of 18 it's usually cut off osteosarcoma specifically do you know why that is Uh, They said, like, they don't know a lot of it, about it. They said the one correlation that they think has to do with growth spurts, so when your body's at its most amount of, like, cellular development and shit's going crazy, that it can happen. Um, Like, you know, I felt like maybe that dumbbell did something. They said no. I mean, like, going back to Terry Fox, to the day he died, he always said that car crash did something, because before he was fine, but then he had issues with his knee, Mm -hmm. turned out... Yes, it was in his knee.
2: So you were fine. Like there was no nothing. I nothing was, before I you was dropped it. Good,
1: perfectly good. Dropped a dumbbell, got a tumor.
2: Well, that's what I was saying.
1: Wow. I mean, this is Stay what right I was saying the about the whole lesson like,
3: learned.
2: Don't drop any dumbbells.
1: I, Just don't I, go to the gym. Well,
3: was it, <laughs> You know what I was. What I said earlier that I that I admitted was kind of stupid, but it wasn't that stupid uh, because I feel like uh, you know you, if that tumor was there mm-hmm. anyway and then you drop the dumbbell on it it's like you angered the tumor right yeah yeah I, this yeah. is a really lame and stupid way of putting it but it's like you that dumbbell yeah. slammed it and then that like that caused inflammation in the tumor that exactly. tumor started to grow on that inflammation bro i science. mean some bro
1: science for sure but, no matter what
3: <laughs> but that could totally be.
1: That makes sense in my yeah. brain. You know, what I, mean? I mean, like just dropping seventy pounds on a tumor just can't be good. So. No,
2: fuck no.
3: You
1: know,
2: I mean, it makes sense uh, in my brain. So yeah, yeah. Totally. but listen, listen. If you, yeah. if you
3: were thinking about it the other way, I mean, you look at guys in like the UFC or or, or whatever, Taekwondo or boxing. Like they're they're not getting tumors punched into their fucking head. It yeah. makes So
2: much sense uh, in my brain. Then wait, <laughs> does that contradict
0: what you just said? Then no,
3: because what you guys are saying is that. Maybe the actual, the dumbbell dropping caused the tumor. Mm. No, I'm not. What right. I'm saying is that say the dropping, <laughs> yeah. dropping the dumbbell caused the tumor to freak grow, out yeah. and fucking grow it's at like an come exponential rate. Exactly.
1: Right. Because sometimes it won't come out of the bone, right? That's when you're. No,
2: I fucking didn't. <laughs> you just made up that we thought that. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think that. No,
1: nah, you did.
3: Nope. Uh, listeners, just, uh, just rewind about three minutes and uh, you'll hear exactly what I'm talking
2: about. Yeah, well, I'll put 20 bucks on that.
1: Yeah. Uh, without too, even whatever, going back. But, whatever. So yeah, we uh we started treatment right away and after my first treatment, like the tumor started freaking out. Uh got real swollen. They said that was normal. Uh which it wasn't, turned out. I went home for that one night, it was like Mother's Day, all the veins in my like thigh turned black. Uh Ooh. I was then like it was it wasn't right. So they took me to the hospital the next morning. Um and then I spiked this high fever, went in the shock, uh turned out I had internal bleed. In the tumor. Oh, wow. So I was bleeding into the tumor. So I was essentially feeding the tumor. Uh, I lost like 30% of my blood supply, uh, just like shit. bleeding into it. Uh, so it would
0: be like just like cutting yourself and bleeding
1: out, except yeah, it was basically internally. just
0: going into the, yeah. into the tumor. Uh,
1: they took me to the ICU. Uh, I figured out what was going on. This is in the midst of your chemo? Yeah, it was the first treatment. Okay. So I was like, Great. <sighs> 27 more to go <laughs> um Christ. i went to the uh the hi for the specialist put a little tool basically like went in my groin on the like right side of my groin went through the artery and like cauterized it uh and so that was the end of the bleed basically so that was my first Shit. complication um but i also had like lungs collapse i had uh, what the i fuck? uh I, what was that from
3: just dropping dumbbells being all over your body?
1: Like, <laughs> laying in bed for so long, like having uh, one of my treatments when I would get methyltrexate, uh, they'd have to pump you, like, I'd have to stay uh, with fluids all day because I'd have to get it out of my system because the effect it can have on my, like my bladder. Mm. So they're always like measuring my pee and shit to make sure the levels like get out of my body. Did in you a say m- timeline? Did you say methyltrectate? Methyltrexate.
0: Methyltrexate. Did you, did you just call it meth for short? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to add the methotrexate, the doxylobate. It definitely
1: sounds like a transformer. And this yeah. is splatin. Yeah, all three. Jeez. Dude, you're, pre- you're pretty, yeah, you're pretty you good got with the words. words down. Honestly, like, nine months, like, they just handed me my nursing degree, and they're like, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> you're a nurse now.
2: <laughs> no. Your lungs collapsed because you were in bed for so just long? Just
1: not moving, laying in bed. Uh, apparently, they filled up with, like, fluid in one side, and then my lower part of my left lung collapsed. Yeah. Fuck man, the so body. That, what yeah. did that? What did that feel like? I just, like couldn't breathe and had horrible back pain. And uh, God, that sounds man, exactly like me right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Fuck, back it's
0: crazy so because fucked. you're when you're talking about so this, fucked. you're saying like I I've had I've had like in yeah. the in the past like as if it happened years ago or like no, it was, yeah, like no, like, oh, this yeah, was yeah. no bro but this is like, was like oh, three oh, weeks yeah. ago man yeah like all of this all of this shit has been so recent so like. Like, how have you been, and and especially when you're in these moments, how are you, like, handling that emotional
1: stress? (sighs) Yeah, like, what's going through your head? Well, (sighs) from, like, day one when I got diagnosed, like, they told me, like, you have cancer. I went home, and I just kind of, like, looked myself in the mirror, and I just kind of, like, sat there for 10 minutes, and I told myself that it would go one of two ways. This is going to kill me, or I was going to beat it. And I had to fight it, and that was it. And I just never saw like any choices through it. It's like you just you have to do the chemo, you got to do the physio, you got to go to bed. If you don't, if you give up, you're kill you. Like, yeah. And I mean, like, and that's why I was kind of lucky to be at the IWK because like there's so many supports there. Mentally, I was able to like stay strong the whole right. time. So the IWK is the Children's Place Hospital here in yeah.
0: in Halifax. So uh, because of osteosarcoma, you're 19, but you. You got to stay in the children's hospital and and be in this environment that was a lot more beneficial for use my tumor to my advantage,
3: dude. Straight up though, the IWK like in terms of being admitted Mm. compared to the fucking QE two. Oh man, night and day. Like you're looking at you're you're, the like even down to the fucking color of the paint they put on the walls. Like there's something so depressing about being in the QE two. Yeah. Q 2 is the
1: is like the regular hospital here, yeah. but
3: man, the IWK is like, they're fucking awesome yeah. over there. I don't know Like how that place is
1: unreal. I could have done nine months if I wasn't there. Yeah. Because like mentally, like that was the big thing and like the nurses even told me like you, you need to keep your mental strength up because, you know, if you don't, working on this floor, on the oncology floor, they see, you know, cancer take kids all the time, Fuck. but it's, Sometimes, you know, it's those ones that just give up and they're depressed and they, they don't want to take their meds or they, you know, always, yeah. come, you know, and, but it's hard, like not to be depressed, but you just got to stay focused and just really want <clears throat> to beat it. And, you know,
3: Uh this is kind of veering off a little bit, but uh nine months is a long time to be in a hospital, obviously, you know, with uh, yeah. off and on four times, but like <clears throat> in general, nine months. Yeah. Uh you're seeing the same nurses, I'm assuming, over and over and over again. Yeah. Or a lot of the same nurses. Yeah. Uh did you did you did you did you just did you start to like crush on any of them? Like oh I had. Man, I there's, had there's, there's some crushes. beautiful nurses <laughs> oh, in <laughs> this city.
1: Especially on the oncology floor. They put oh, yeah. all of the hot nurses in the <laughs> oncology floor. Right. Yeah. So and uh no, I became pretty close to a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, it was great. Yeah. Um yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is there is there a story that we oh, like? No, there's no real story. <laughs> no, uh, I mean even my dad liked it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I had that all happen, and I, while this was going on, um, <coughs> they uh, they called me, and so I was at this point I had all my treatments leading up to my like surgical planning day, and I was you know. In between this time, I was having scans and stuff like that.
2: Was your surgical planning the the, the what they were talking about doing yeah. them with the femur bone?
1: Yeah, but what I thought it was going to be was they were going to just take the tumor out and put that other piece of femur in. Yeah, yeah. At this point, I thought I was keeping my leg. Like, And all my scans I was having, they were telling me, oh, your scans look great. Like, your tumor looks like it's shrinking. I was like, sweet. Great. Right.
4: We're <laughs> on the right road. Awesome.
1: <laughs> awesome. And then uh, we said, sa-
0: do you think they had any idea that they weren't going to be able to do the I really
1: yeah, I really don't know, like if they did, yeah, if they did, they were keeping it a secret, right <laughs> but uh doctors, I mean, surgeons are you know cut and dry, so I basically sat in a room with you know all these doctors, my parents, my physiotherapists, you know, all these other supports, and they looked at me and said, "So, can't save your leg, uh, it's got to go." Your tumor has uh, not grown in size so much, but it has in length. It's too close to your knee. It's too close to your hip. It's in your quadriceps, and it's also in your hamstrings. Um, Jesus. Yeah, and they said it straight up. They said, all right, so here are your three choices. We can uh, take the femur out and put a rod, but you won't have any muscles to make that really work. So you'll basically have like a leg that really won't be – you'll have difficulty bending your knee. You'll have difficulty doing – all sorts of shit, right? So it wouldn't be a... Like, I'm 19. I don't want to live the rest of my life. Fuck okay. that. I'd yeah. also I have to have numerous surgeries, right? Because the rod breaks down over a certain amount of years, get it replaced. Those are huge surgeries, right? Um, then they also said other choice was just high amputation right to the fucking... Right up to my hip. Just get rid of the fucking thing. Or and give
2: you, like, a full leg prosthetic?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, or they said we can do the rotation plasty. And this sounded fucking crazy to me because they were like, "All right, so we're gonna remove your thigh, take your lower leg, turn it around, reattach it, and your <sighs> foot will be a knee." And then I just started like breathing like real heavy, and I looked <laughs> Dude, at my physiotherapist. You just started laughing, <laughs> you are like, "Yeah, but, yeah, but for real, what is it?" <laughs> Dude, like, <but> wait,
0: what? <laughs> but I just want to say you explained that so well and so clearly and such. It's In such a small amount of words, yeah. and we're here at the start of the episode, like trying yeah. to explain what it looked like. Uh, but, yeah, and that was it, know,
3: right there. You nailed it. Yeah, uh,
0: you nailed that so fast. But then, but what was so? How did you make that decision then? Oh, uh, like, what, what, what was that process like? Weighing in on well, what option to pick.
1: Yeah, so like they told me they told me that, and uh, so I freaked out at that point, and I was like, I looked at my physiotherapist. I said, I need to leave. I just I couldn't process it at the time. Uh, right, especially because rotation plastics sound like some crazy made up shit, yeah um, <laughs> <It>
0: sounds <laughs> yeah. so yeah locked. you're, you're apparently like is. in one in, and you have half a mine that 's like that sounds fucking crazy and like some made up shit, but it also sounds like maybe the the best option, yeah,
1: so I, my parents stayed in there, I left, and uh spoke to my physiotherapist about it, and uh it ended up coming down to we uh
3: at this point, when this is all happening, are yeah. you able to walk?
1: No, I'm in a wheelchair. You're just straight, because, confined. Like they want to keep the leg. Even though my femur didn't break, it could at like, any time. Any time, yeah. So yeah. I, I was not weight-bearing, and I was wearing yeah. like a brace just to keep it straight yeah. all the time. Um,
2: what's the difference between, uh, what's, like, what's, the, what's the pros and cons of what you chose to do and the full amputation of the leg?
1: Um, so you do full amputation of the leg, you're losing uh, a knee joint. And you're losing the ability to, you know, bend and move your lower leg with your, like, fucking brain, brain. right? Make that shit work. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have an artificial knee joint. It's based off of, like, gravity and weight and all that shit. Um, But with me, the way my prosthetic works, when I, you know, flex my foot, I can control the lower leg. So it's essentially, like, still having... The leg so sure, I, okay. I would have more mobility, yeah. Um, people who have had rotation flasties return to sports. Uh, I recently just spoke to a guy who's uh on his way, like going to Rio for the Special Olympics. Sweet, um, some like he's like a track star in the States and he played, you know, Oscar Pistola, uh, <laughs> to- <laughs> yeah. yeah. but, yeah. but like he, uh, he played guy. basketball, football, and lacrosse in high school, like he played all these sports, and like so, he was still able to be really, really active and return to, like, basically normal functioning life. So that's really kind of what sold me on it. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted, right, to, to do you have,
2: um, get back. Do you this is something I, – I, I have a friend who uh, – and I was telling you I have a friend who has a, a, an amputation from, like, just above the knee, but I've never asked him this question. Do you have any, like, phantom feeling?
1: The thing is, with the rotation plasty, so the reason you get phantom pain is because they will sever, like, your nerve, right, at a certain angle. When they did my surgery, I still have the nerve and the vascular bundle of a full leg. It's just wrapped up, right? So that sounds Whoa. pretty crazy, yeah. Where
3: is it wrapped up to?
1: I don't really, I think it's kind of near,
3: like, I don't up, actually up really Up by know. the hip, probably? Yeah, more yeah. Up,
1: up there. Um, they, just gave, they gave you a third nut.
3: They just wrapped it up <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, just, and then kind of like yeah. fed it down to your yeah. sack and you're like, hey, yeah. check it out.
1: No, but... Uh, Three balls. <laughs> yeah. yeah no i I never really had any like phantom pain um for a while like it would be hard like i lost my balance once and like your first instinct would be to put that leg out yeah yeah and there was no leg there and i fell and uh but shit like that kind of took a while to get used to um but where it's still i have my foot and stuff like that like your foot's built to bear pressure and weight. Mm -hmm. So that's also another benefit. So when I wear that prosthetic and I load, it's going to essentially feel almost like you're standing on two legs.
3: So was this the, were these the things that your physiotherapist was telling you? Yeah. After
1: that moment of like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I got to take some time. It it was. And then we asked to meet with the doctors again and uh, one of the physiotherapists there to discuss, you know, my options. And the physiotherapist at the hospital was saying, listen, like, I don't know if it's going to work. You're 19. Usually children have this done. Your brain might not be able to remap everything out. Your foot might never, you know, function. She was telling me all the reasons why, like, I shouldn't do it. And right across the street is the rehab center where they make prosthetics. And I thought, this dude has to deal with prosthetics all the time. If anyone knows. And I was was so happy I went to (laughs) see this guy because he basically told me, he's like, the only issue I see would be, like, you know yourself thinking you can't do it like you're 19 you're still young you can mm-hmm. make it work i've seen people you know around your age do it and he's kind of sold me on it and you know made all the the points of like how much function i would have and how much function i would be losing um and how like you know he knows people that have above knees that would do anything to actually have a knee joint that works right because mm-hmm. the function you right. get back and the things you can <laughs> do it's just uh it would change things right one of the things that uh uh
0: Actually, the, the other thing I was thinking is with with your foot on backwards like that, or, or I guess your whole leg on backwards, yeah. how does the foot fit into the prosthetic? Because what I'm used to seeing for a prosthetic that's done just sh- like a stump. below the knee is like a stump that fits into... Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like a cup
1: or something. I do have um, pictures of a prosthetic to show you guys, but I guess the best way it would be explain it is like, think of a shoe, I guess, but like, because... I can point my foot like pretty straight, right? So, right. Um, like a ballerina. Yeah. Like that, you would kind yeah. of uh, like point your toes towards the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I point them down and I'd have almost like a shoe type thing. Uh, and then that might on the bottom have a blade or, you know, a prosthetic foot. And then it's usually so that piece and then basically almost like a brace that would go around, around the top of the hip okay. or top of like my thigh. Right, um, just like make everything solid. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's it's pretty straightforward. And then that just has like a little hinge by my ankle, and when I move up and down, it just kind of moves. The like lower one part of those curved,
2: curved, like one of those like half moon blades.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Those are those are those are so, pretty so badass. badass. I'm that's have that's a cool where you can make it.
0: That's where you can make a pistorius. Reference to hey yeah,
3: because that's what that dude was running on, right? He had two of those blades, yeah. The didn't Blade he? Runner, yeah.
2: You know that when they were talking about Oscar Oscar Pistorius running in the in the Olympics instead of the Special Olympics, there was a big thing about how like
4: oh, he just he's, has he's,
2: like he's, the, he's, got adva- he's got an advantage, he's got an advantage over yeah, everybody for
1: sure. Yeah. Cyborg man, yeah,
2: because his legs provide more spring, more spring than yeah. real yeah, legs. That
1: guy's like a fucking I, robotic. I think,
0: cheetah. I think one of the <laughs> other things that they talked about was lactic acid buildup. Um, oh yeah and also I'm pretty, pretty sure he was signed.
3: he was like just pointing a gun at everyone he was fucking <laughs> racing against. Uh <Jesus> <laughs> um, um, uh-oh. Anyway, I also I also
0: <laughs> I always i I've I've thought about this in life like what what how I would feel or what I would what would how would I try to think or shift my perspective if something <clears throat> like this happened to me and one of the things that i always think would be my my kind of like saving grace or thing that would get me through dealing with something like that would be wanting to compete in like wheelchair basketball or like sledge hockey and things like that because it's those sports i've i've briefly played them once or twice at like a special olympics thing and it's so much fun but you feel like you as an able-bodied person mm. then you can't is able-bodied yeah, a racist, racist yeah, it's I mean, super is, racist. Is dude. able-bodied and disabled you, able-bodied those, those not, <laughs> you and your two legs you is, disgust are those, me. Are those not PC
2: anymore? I'm not
1: sure. I, I'm not sure. It's I, I fine by me. Do you yeah, know I don't what? Mind. Do
2: you know, is is that? Like,
3: I, I think so. No, I, I was no only idea. I was
1: able-bodied a couple months ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh,
3: well, I I would like to before we get into talking about the surgery and yeah. how all that went. I I am curious to know because you are you know you're a young fella mm. you're fuck you're a big dude you look yeah. you look f- like f- fit as shit. I used to be fitter. Y- yeah, yeah, and so what what
1: was what was Brandon before cancer? Like what just, what were you into? Like what I, were you doing? Like I played football when I was in high school. Um, I was I finished my first year. I just went to like community college after, um, so I got one year of that done. But I just spent a lot of time in the gym, stuff like that. Like I was pretty fit and active. Um, so yeah like I wasn't someone that just kind of sat around, and didn't do anything, so it was pretty tough just to like spend all this time in bed, yeah, or like then that family. all came to a halt, yeah, yeah, and then you find out, okay, I can do this
3: thing where they're gonna cut off my fucking leg and reattach it backwards at mm-hmm. my hip, and I'll be able to have like a really fucking cool prosthetic that I can actually use, yeah, are you coming back to what Brian was saying, like are you do you plan on
1: yeah, do I've, you have ideas of what you want to do, yeah? Um, I definitely want to get back to the weight training as much as I can. Um, but like things like wheelchair basketball or I don't know, there's like lots of stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really looked into it yet because like I don't have the prosthetic.
0: Murder right. ball. Have you Murder Have ball. you seen the yeah.
1: documentary Murder Ball? Uh, no I haven't. Holy oh. shit, dude! It's super it's one, badass. It's
0: one of it's so one of good. the if not the best movie I've ever seen, mm. and it's about a like wheelchair. Basketball or rugby? Documentary. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Best man, documentary. those guys best documentary, fuck each yeah, other up. I mean. <laughs> they're I mean. so rough. It's I've awesome. Used, uh, it's uh, well done. Like, <laughs> I don't use wheelchairs
1: a lot. I don't really like using them, but uh, I did use a <gasps> basketball wheelchair when I was in the hospital. Like, they had one and I tried it out and they're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, you can't stop them and they, they turn on a dime like they're sick. Yeah. yeah, they're awesome. You
3: should start, like, I don't know, is there is there kind of the parkour of wheelchairing? <laughs> Get into that shit. That would yeah. be cool as fuck. i start my own thing.
2: The parkour? Wheelchair parkour. wheelchairing? Uh, is I that mean, what you said?
3: Yeah, I meant the, the wheel, the, I don't know. You know what I meant. I think you should You do fucking knew uh, what I meant. Don't look at me like that. Listen, you're
0: coming down on me hard on this episode. It's hurt you know, uh, my feelings. The uh, amputee um, breakdancing is really cool. Oh, the crush! That'd be great on that because I can just stand on the one. Amputee foot Vogan, yeah. just spin.
3: Yeah. Amputee <laughs> Vogan. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, tell us about the surgery. You decide you're gonna you're gonna yeah. go with the the what, what's it called again? Rotation plastic. Rotation plastic.
1: Apparently, it's existed for like quite some time. It was named after, I guess, a dude named Van Ness some German guy. Um, who did it for fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um crazy experiment
3: but
0: he uh he it wasn't backwards uh, really well <laughs> yeah, or, it's a tourist <laughs> pulled over at german gas station so. <laughs> it, oh. w-
1: it wasn't originally used for like uh cancer patients it was used for like you know people that had either issues with the way they were born and it would give them more function um so it's existed for a while but it's only like it's recently been adopted into like people who have rotation plasti,es and you know the knee has to go or most of the thigh has to go and then that's an option
0: was a lot of the research uh for osteosarcoma is that a a product of uh the work that terry fox and the terry fox foundation has done
1: yeah i feel like a big chunk of it has and i and i felt like like before of course i always respected terry fox but as soon as i got diagnosed and i was going through and having the same cancer he had and i kind of realized like Maybe my odds that I have now I wouldn't have if he didn't do the shit he did. Yeah. So it made me have like no a doubt. whole new different respect yeah, towards yeah. him.
3: Uh, uh, so so let's, let's let's talk about the surgery. Yeah, let's yeah. get back
1: to the surgery. Um,
3: <coughs> yeah, it
1: was a pretty like intense leading up to the surgery. Of course, like it just got got more intense every day, like waiting, um, and like intense, like emotionally. Right, like it was just like fuck, like I lose my leg last time looking at my thigh shit like that you did know? you
0: Did you? were you able to go and like were you <laughs> feeling well enough that you could go and do things uh, that you were kind of like uh, I don't, might not
1: get to do this for a while not really because I couldn't put well, weight you, on it you were or kind of walk. in a wheelchair right. so I mean yeah there wasn't really, really? much I could do
3: Are you tired of hearing the same old wellness advice? It's time to dig deeper and listen to America Dissected from Crooked Media, the podcast that's cutting into the science, culture, and policy that shapes our health. From doctors fighting for their rights to the surprising truths about sunscreen, America Dissected dives deep into the state of health. Tune in every Tuesday for new episodes of America Dissected, available on all major podcast platforms. right was Um, there any was there any like or and is there any risk in uh like can it affect your 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 dick at all like can it affect your reproductive organs in losing your leg no but there was
1: like part of like i guess when you get like the surgery done there's so much inflammation and swelling going yeah that it like can travel like that fluid Mm. and so like i woke up and my balls were so swollen. Oh, yeah. Like, they were huge. And I was like, nurse, the fuck did you guys do to my father? <laughs> nurse, <laughs> nurse. They were like, we <laughs> nurse, <laughs> check my nuts. <laughs> no, honestly, I was like, you need to look at my nuts. Like They're not normal.
3: It's and, okay, uh, it's okay. We just replace your testicles with basketballs. Uh, <laughs> she's not, like she's not, like, I'm not falling we, for we, that we, one. We, we again. heard again. <laughs> we heard you like sports. Yeah. <laughs> no
1: not the, you,
0: Helga, the hot one. <laughs> they, uh, and, Helga. and they
1: they yeah. hurt a lot and I didn't know what was wrong and they and it felt weird. And they told me it was just like the chlorhexidine that they rub on your leg before surgery. And that's what I thought it was. And then I was like, No, nah, this is this is like scabbed. And they had shaved my balls with a like a dry razor no oh, shaving really yeah. no <laughs> yeah no yeah it turned out that's what it was, and I. Uh, the next day, I saw the doctor. I was like, "Who shaved my balls? Huh? Who did it? Was it yeah. you? Was yeah. it, it you? You motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. You think you can put my leg on backwards and fuck up my balls? In the Wait, same why night? Did to, why did they have to shave your balls? <clears throat> they had to shave all the hair off my leg, and then they went all the way up there and shaved all that too. They
2: just like they're just like just for good measure. Yeah. Well, yeah,
3: because like think about it: if they're cutting you open and then they go to sew you back up, and they sew Christ. like the, like and you <laughs> you got real long pubes, <laughs> and then they 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 like, sew the hair into the I, it just can't be good, right? Yeah.
1: Like, or you just don't want hair to get like in there, it's like anything, yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: they don't want they want to fuck around with it, oh, yeah. Yeah. clear yeah. that, or, clean that space
0: up, or it's just a big joke, like, yeah,
3: just like,
1: yeah, let's get his balls, or, they, yeah. or they
3: looked at you and they're like, what the fuck's wrong with this kid? He doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> fucking trim up down here.
1: Um, so anyway, Jesus. I uh, <laughs> they, they wheeled me in, and like, you know, there's a fuckload of doctors in this room, I've never seen so many doctors in one room. And you know, they only got a picture of my leg on the fucking wall, like my x ray and shit. And God, your heart must have oh, just been. Oh, my heart's fucking racing. Oh, and uh, so, of course, I don't remember anything after that. Apparently, they took me into the ICU and the surgery was successful. Um, but the issue was and apparently the, uh, like the anesthetic, because uh, they were supposed to keep me asleep the whole time and it wore off. I woke up. I took the breathing tube and I pulled it out of my throat. What the fuck? Something from like a movie, basically. I started fucking screaming. Um, And my dad was there. I don't remember any of this. And they immediately put more meds in, put me in, knocked me back out. Uh, And then I guess like 30 minutes after that, they lost the pulse in my foot and the artery kinked. Um, So then I had to go back into the emergency room, open me back up and fix the artery. Oh, Jesus. Because then it was like, if we don't fix the artery, you could lose the leg. Um, Like... Like,
2: within a certain amount of time.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, like, you know, just, yeah, it could cause more complications. Yeah. And then what they did is they took basically put a plate in at the time. Uh, They had a plate attaching the upper part of my femur to the tibia, basically. Um, And the issue is I had a mismatch in size, so the front of my leg on the top side, like, was completely attached and sewed together well, but the bottom was not. At all, basically. So if I lifted my leg up, and you could just see bone. Like, it, it was fucked. and Because there was this mismatch in size. And I was like, this is never going to fucking heal. Um, and it did. It's all healed now. But. Uh, I'm a little
3: lost. When you lift your leg up. So if
1: I, if I would have lifted my leg up after the surgery, like, I got a picture of that, too. Um, it's just all open. Like, they couldn't... Because the issue is, is like, like, think about it when you take a step forward or if, if you lift your leg up from your butt to your thigh... That skin kind of like stretches, you know what I mean? Oh, like under, underneath,
3: like where your ass,
1: yeah, right where your, your, your ass butt cheek, cheek would be underneath. That was cheek. like just uh, like a gaping wound, yeah. Because if they attached oh, it and dude. just sewed it together, then there I wouldn't no have mobility. that. You, you wouldn't have that ability tight. So, so they so wanted
3: it to just, just like in. naturally grow yeah. in together. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Can we take a Can we take a second to look at these pictures? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whoa. Oh my god. Gets, gets a little Whoa! Any, that is a little so intense. Ones. Oh, that was pretty gnarly. Oh my God! Whoa, dude, it's like a, it's like a Joker's mouth.
2: Oh, oh, oh my oh, God!
3: Fuck.
1: Oh man,
2: is that the tumor? Holy fuck! Oh my! That's the God. bottom. Oh, 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 dude, the bee's on the end. Oh
1: Holy so, so that's fucking shit.
3: That's oh my god, oh. that's the tumor?
1: Yeah.
3: Oh. Oh, fucking fuck. Oh my god, oh, dude. Whoa, dude. that's your fucking leg. Oh. oh fuck. Dude. Holy yeah. shit. Dude, this looks like Leatherface.
4: Oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking,
3: like, it, like it, legit. It looks like the yeah. fucking mask that the Texas Chainsaw Masker
1: guy put on. Holy shit, dude. So the hole underneath is like, oh. That's it. That's your leg. That's my leg. I miss it every day. Fuck.
3: (laughs) It fucking blows my mind that we live in a time where like a team of like whatever, five, eight, ten people can wheel your ass into a room, Mm. slice off your fucking leg and then reattach the lower half of it and be like, all right, cool, just give this some time and... And it will eventually turn out to be a new leg. Yeah. Won't be the same leg that you had, but it'll be a fucking leg that works and you'll be able to actually walk and you'll be able to play sports. Yeah. Like that it's man, intense. it's like it's fuck like we were talking about the other day about you know, if we if this was the seventeen hundreds, like, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Fuck. I would, I'd be well, long gone. You'd be long gone. Yeah. All <laughs> yeah. of us would be. Like, there's, you know, well, maybe um, not you two, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm yeah, just so. Uh, it really is mind boggling.
1: Yeah. So they, uh, at this point, they, so the biopsy, like waiting for the results is the biggest thing because if the biopsy was like the most important thing, the two things was margins because if my margins weren't clear, so like from where there was. Infected bone to healthy bone, right? Have it be clear. So have it be just healthy bone on either side of the okay. section. Um, so as long as that that was good was the biggest thing, and then kill rate of the tumor. My kill rate was ninety five plus. The, what, what what is, is the, kill the kill rate? rate? Kill rate I heard is like from. when they do cut it open, like how many cancer cells are alive. So it gives you an idea of how effective the chemo was. Oh, okay. So okay. my chemo was super effective at killing my type of cancer. Okay, the kill rate of killing the cancer. Yeah, so right? mine was Not 95 plus. Yeah. So like certain sections of the tumor was 100% dead. So that was like the best news <laughs> I could get in the whole thing because then, you know, your chances of reoccurrence, all these other things all that stuff, drop big time, your survival rate.
3: And um, how long do those uh, stats come to take to come in couple, after the surgery? A couple weeks.
1: Okay. Yeah, a couple weeks. So over the next couple of days, the pain in my leg started getting really, really bad. Um, My arm started to swell up from a site where I had an IV. And uh, I had a port that got infected that was taken out. um, And I had a new one put in. But the old port site started to get really like red and swollen. And basically, I was going septic. Um, Jesus Christ. The infection had gotten into my bloodstream and was just going rampant. Um, so they had scheduled to take me in cause at this time I had the vac on, of course, and they were going to do a change of the vac, uh, put me in the operating room and immediately I went into septic shock, which is basically like going the shock. Like my heart was going to stop going to the cardiac arrest. Um, they knew right away, like kind of what to do. Um, could you tell that Jesus this was going God. on inside no. your body? I had no had idea. No idea. I, I thought I was going in for a cleaning and I woke up in the ICU. Um, I was with Whoa. somebody who went into septic shock.
0: Oh,
2: that's right. And it was terrifying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a
1: fucking crazy story. And so basically the plate was like grossly infected. So they took the plate out and they put an external fixator on, which is what I have on now, which is basically like, so there's like a metal rod on the outside of my body that has pins that are attached to it that go straight into my leg. Yeah. So oh when God. you
3: stand up, coming out of your hip, like kind of protruding yeah.
1: into your your sweatpants, like yeah. you can see it kind you of poking out. You saw it out. in the x-ray yeah. picture. Yeah. I got six of those going in. Those hold the bone together, Um, and so. And when do those come out? Once the bones a little, probably in a month. uh, Once the (laughs) bones a little more healed, they're going to take it out, and then they're going to fit me for a uh, prosthetic so I can start partial weight bearing and let the bone fully fuse. And then you were saying that the the bone needs to to, uh,
2: that you need to you need to have some weight-bearing on the bone for it to fully fuse? Yeah, so like, do you like, do exercises to to
1: bear some weight well, on your foot? I can't right now because it's not healed enough for partial weight-bearing. It's once it gets to the point where it is uh, healed enough for partial weight-bearing, they'll take the X-Fix off, fit me with a temporary prosthetic, and I'll start putting the bone under stress because bone under stress will heal and cause it to fuse, and then I'll be good, and that might take another two months.
0: Okay. Um, okay, so this must be like obviously very you need a lot of support yeah in in dealing with this and and probably
1: even more so now at home now that you're not in the hospital right uh not as much now like I'm starting to get my independence back and like I mean I don't have any more infections I don't have any more complications and I'm just trying to get back to you know so much that I can do now but for the most part like um, How big of a role has your family played in, in like getting you through this? Uh, a pretty big role. My parents were there through the whole thing, right? So, I mean, the IWK made that very easy for them to stay. Like, there's mm. a bed in the room and shit like that, you know, kitchen, all that stuff. So, it was easy for them. They kind of just rotated back and forth. Like, one would stay three days, and my mom would leave, my dad would come stay three days, and they just kind of switched back and forth. And so, like, they were there with me throughout the whole thing. Are you single? Uh I was seeing someone going into this when I got diagnosed. And now you're not. Yeah, I, the I mean I guess everybody deals with it differently and it just Was it just too much she, for her? Yeah.
3: Oh fuck. So at yeah. what point did wh- at what point was she like I'm out?
1: Kind of like after I figured out like I told her what was going to happen, like I was going to lose a leg and then I th- I think she was there a bit after the surgery and then kind of just Stop coming around,
3: yeah. yeah. What was that like? I, I mean, well, how how like were you guys pretty serious? No, we weren't that serious. Like we weren't, but enough for like her to enough, be coming around, yeah. yeah.
1: So like, it was tough because like everyone that I've spoken to that has had this procedure done, you know, they say like, "Tell me not to worry," because the first thing that'll go through your head is like, "Fuck, like." i'm gonna look fucked up or you know girls aren't gonna find me attractive anymore or shit like this like that goes through your head yeah and then that happening i was like fuck like this is it this, this is, is the it. beginning yeah fuck yeah. you cancer yeah fuck you rotation velocity. what you that, did
2: was that like a was that a dip in your
1: mental yeah state? it was probably just like a dip in the mental state but i mean that just isn't the case um
3: yeah cuz you were banging all those nurses that yeah. whole time. As yeah. soon, <laughs> soon as she left you were like, Come I was, on. "Hey nurse."
1: Yeah, I, guess it, what? I, I got to say it hasn't been the issue I thought it was going to be. At yeah. all. It's still it's still fine. Yeah, everything works. I mean, I, it didn't affect my dicks. So yeah. I mean, everything <laughs> is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, aside from the massive balls. <laughs>
1: those those this after <laughs> <laughs> Just oh. want to put that out there. Balls are back to normal size. <laughs> totally normal balls. Yeah. Yeah. Dick totally is normal balls. fine. Everything works fine. <laughs> Everything's great. Yeah. Uh, have so, you
3: have you had sex since your surgery? Yeah. Okay. What was that like? Like uh, what were what's the what are the logistics of that now that well, you have one leg?
1: It's party tricks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a backwards foot a lot of things I can do with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But was it hard? That's like, That's my it thumb. It that's my toe. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> right now it's basically like it's not healed fully, so I can't really do much. Like, yeah, you know, I'm like really good at balancing on one leg now. So I mean, sure, that's yeah, not an issue, but <laughs> yeah, you know I and mean? so limited to certain positions. And sure, sure, shit, sure, sure. So but,
0: when, like, on this episode, you said that there's there's three. Um, options for the prosthetic but b- upstairs you were saying that there was four. You're oh, saying yeah. that they were gonna take your fucking massive dick and put it <laughs> up, down into the prosthetic. It okay. was that <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's telling us upstairs. I don't know. Weird. Yeah, sure. The only thing we
3: can do is turn your third leg into your second <laughs> leg. You will no longer have a third leg. However, your second leg can still work as your third leg. Yeah. It's a very complicated yeah. complicated but process.
2: it'll only function properly when you're aroused. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. yeah right. Otherwise,
1: you will fall to the ground. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I. So back to everything though. Like I. <laughs> rain, <laughs> I, I it fellas, yeah, rain it in, fellas. So, rain it in. So I went septic. Uh, waking up from septic shock was fucking horrible. Like yeah, my fuck. body, I got it. Can't explain it because like everything is affected, right? So like I just felt so fucked up. Yeah, like your
3: whole nervous system. Everything's just be. going out of
1: whack, and it took a couple of days to really like sink sink back up. Um. So I spent a lot of time in the ICU and then finally got out, uh, and then they sent me home, and then I started getting these fevers that just wouldn't break at all. So I my fevers was 40-plus, and they were lasting all day. Oh, man. So fever that long gets your heart rate up, and then I developed SVT in my heart, which is basically, I can't remember, if when, like the full acronym the acronym of well, you SVT. can't remember
3: it you idiot what's wrong with I you know. all oh, these so meds, one thing I meds and you can't remember that one thing
1: uh, oh I was so heavily medicated yeah. <laughs> um, but SVT I, my heart was beating look it up Taylor 224 beats a minute and oh I my was god just drenched in sweat oh, Apparently, Holy, how did you
3: not have a fucking
1: heart attack apparently it's like super common in like infants and shit like that and they'll just like dunk the baby's head in ice and then I'll just get it to regulate and shit get the fuck Whoa, out of really? here yeah um, whoa how it, it can how, happen like, to like anyone is at that? all um, mine was just put on by the fevers and shit but like it could happen to you right now right. but it's so like do I, you know like do you feel the, it are you like man i feel well i started sweating like it looked like i like come out of the shower like i just became drenched in sweat my heart whoa. felt like it was pounding through my chest um i thought i was gonna fucking die yeah that, that sounds terrifying yeah
2: <sighs> supra supra ventricular tacky tacky Te- 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 Tach tachycardia. Tachy- tachycardia? Yeah. Superventricular um, is when your heart beats too fast. It's caused by faulty electrical signals in your heart. Yeah, one and of the signals the like
1: goes off and then some yeah. of that beat gets out of sync. So they basically gave me a drug um, that took my heart rate going from 224 beats a minute to like 110 in three seconds. And it feels Whoa. like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. It, what feels, drug like, is it that? feels like they drop like a brick wall on my chest. And you just feel ill, like right afterwards. Oh, man. Uh, they tried it three times. It didn't work. Um, my heart just kept on going back to the same heart rate. Um, so then they're like, fuck, what do we do? This is late at night. So they called a cardiologist, um, brought me back in the ICU again. And they did the same drug, but over 10 minutes. And luckily, it put my heart back in sync.
2: A heartbeat wow. a heartbeat at like extreme exercise is like 120, right? ish
1: no no um, uh, you can get up to 200 you can
0: get up to 200 or sorry
2: like yeah, 170 170
1: i kind of thinking they, s- they said like you could survive with it doing that though for like quite some time like if you think about it as like the heart is a muscle like uh, it could do a bunch of curls all day and then eventually my bicep would tear just, yeah so like your heart it, it, the issue will be you can get permanent heart damage from it beating that fast for too long right because yeah. you can damage the muscle right but, um, that happened to me about three different times.
3: And uh, so that was a byproduct <laughs> of the, the dude, septic shock? Crazy. Like your body uh, was just kind no, of freaking
1: out? No, it was actually, turned out, I uh, went septic a second time. And Whoa, I went no with, way. this time is a fungal sepsis, and it was in my lung. Uh, what the fuck uh, hasn't yeah. happened to you? dude? Yeah. Like You've they, got, they told like, me. They this told is me insane. That they, the oncologist told me that they've said, we've seen all of these complications happen to kids, but we have never seen a kid have every single one. It's like just one patient have all of them. Wow. Um, and do I, you like right now in this
3: moment? Do you feel like fucking unstoppable? Like it? Like t- you <laughs> yeah, seem like you <laughs> yeah. seem fu- like the the U.S. military should be knocking on your door to be like, listen, son. Like we need to fucking take your genes and well, if Donald
0: t- Trump is president, then yeah, hey, Trump. You know. he,
3: Drump's is coming for you. Yeah, yeah fuck. A... Like I it's so crazy. Yeah. You've, you've gone through some
1: Yeah. Crazy some shit. Heavy shit. So they uh and at this point they had, you know, fixed the heart thing, but they're freaking out because my fevers aren't breaking. I'm just getting fucking super ill and they're thinking, Okay, what if it's a leg again? So they're saying, Okay, we might have to take your leg. Um, cause that would be like the ultimate thing. Like if the leg's infected and it's too bad, the only way to get rid of that infection is fucking get yeah. rid of the leg. Cut it off. Or there was also a concern since I have a port in my chest, which goes right to my heart, there's a big, big concern with going septic that if that gets in the line of your port, oh, you it's just going to blast through you. Yeah. Fuck you up. Yeah. Um, so then they were thinking about pulling my, <laughs> my port a third time. I mean, this was be a second time removing my port. Um, And then they did an x-ray and they saw something in my lung. Uh, They knew it wasn't cancer because a tumor wouldn't grow that quick. Um, So they thought it was fungal. They Gave me some fungal medications, which I responded to well. Then they booked me for a biopsy, which they just opened up the side of my lung, collapsed it again. (gasps) No big deal. Yeah, yeah, they opened up the side. Jesus Christ. Um, But the issue is my lung, usually when they open it up, your lung will just collapse instantly. Uh, from all the scarring and tissue from the chemo I've had, like in the fluid in my lungs, it didn't collapse. So he had to make a bigger incision on up by my lat, stick his fingers in, oh. and physically push the lung down. And then, Holy like, yeah. fucking shit. Yeah, Dude. and then he removed the fungal part to send it to get biopsied and stuck like a tube in the side of my chest. And that sat there for about two days. <laughs> and then he just pulled it out on the third day. If
3: anybody listening to this fucking podcast has, like, is having a shitty day today, you better, you fucking better be feeling like your day is not that fucking bad now. Because holy
1: shit, dude.
3: Yeah. <laughs> like, huh? Huh?
1: Yeah. And I mean, like, there were also, like, little things, uh, I, I guess, like, that also happened through that. Like after this all happened through the sepsis and everything, that was like I think one of my last complications. And then
2: was this um, all through? Was this like spaced out pretty? Evenly?
3: Kinda, yeah, for the most part. Like over the
1: nine months, yeah, yeah, for the most part. Um, but I also like when they did my surgery, they cut through my nerve by accident. There was too much scar tissue. That was another complication I had. But they had to repair the nerve. Um, I had lots of shit go wrong, and that's yeah. why you're saying yeah. that like
2: the movement of your of your ankle is not as. As great as you'd like it to be, yeah.
1: Because a nerve, I guess, regenerates at like a millimeter a day, so an inch a week or something like that. It takes a long time for it to. I'm like, I'm like math. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes a long time, <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm waiting for it to fully kind of come back and shit like that.
3: Um, so what's your mental state now? Like how are you? How are you? How are you doing? Like oh, what? I'm just unstoppable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like
1: do you feel good? You feel good? You, yeah, yeah. Like I feel pretty good.
3: You're you're adjusting to your new life. Yeah. Uh,
1: um. I mean, I look forward to like being able to be more functional and stuff and get back to things. But yeah. like, I came pretty quick to like. It's hard to like. Once you lose a limb like that, like you, there's no. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm just going to go back. I changed my mind. I'm going to just reattach my thigh. Like it's just, you wake up and you're like, all right, this is what I got. This is what I'm going to deal with. Like it's, there's no other choice. Yeah. a one-way do ever, road.
2: Do you ever look at uh, videos of like bionic uh, limbs? Uh, think, think about, think
1: about like
2: what that might be like.
1: No, that, I've never seen anything it. like. I mean, I'm kind of pumped for like the future, and I'm gonna have like a fucking jet lag. Leg, oh yeah, you know, jet leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the future Tesla
3: is gonna just come up with some cool you, shit. You I'm two-legged
1: sure. people are gonna hate it.
2: I'm <laughs> gonna be fucking flying around on my hoverboard leg, and we're gonna want to <laughs> get our legs. I
1: honestly do. <laughs> think... People that are gonna f- be cutting off their limbs just to be like me. <laughs> I honestly do yeah. think They're that the future, the future <laughs> is
2: holding something like. There will come a Pretty day. fucking crazy for yeah. prosthetics. Uh... I mean, like I've seen stuff where, like, like fully functional, uh, like arms, like two arms Mm. that have like all the moving joints, fingers, fingers, everything, and it's like a chest. It's like a, it's almost like shoulder exoskeletons. Yeah, Yeah. it's crazy.
3: Have you seen the the TED Talk video of the of the woman who who, she was a I believe she was a a para paraplegic? No, a um, a
2: Special Olympics uh, like sprinter the girl who has the prosthetic that looks she's beautiful exactly like a, exactly like the, you can't tell that it's a prosthetic
3: yeah and she also has all these like artistic made like she has this like really beautiful oak like carved out one and she has all these different types of, and then she really? she has this crazy like blown makes, glass one that's like that, that has oh, she doesn't make them she hires people to make them. And then she does like runway shows with them and stuff and like and models them. But they're fucking insane. Yeah. And she, and she it's both of her legs are gone. Oh, shit. And she's like, you know what's awesome about my situation? She's like, I can wake up one day and decide, hmm, do I want to be like my regular five six? Or do I wanna be a fucking six foot one with like bombshell legs it's up to me like I don't fucking I can choose it oh, like it's, dude it's a wicked TED talk you I'm should definitely wake up
1: and think do I want to have one leg really longer than the other <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah I want to um, be
2: lopsided as fuck today do I want to make everyone wonder if <laughs> yeah. I'm tilted to the side
3: um,
1: so at this point we once I like my because it takes a while to get back from success <laughs> and everything and so once I was better and uh, they wanted to finish the rest of my cleanup chemo Um, and then of course they did the chemo again, my creatinine skyrocketed and my kidneys just could not take it. Um, so at this point I had reached 22 treatments. I was supposed to have a total of 28 and then it came down again to decision time. Um, and they deliberated and had a big meeting and they gave me three choices. Again, I had, they could fully amputate my leg. This is what the oncologists wanted to do. They wanted to fully amputate the leg. Because if I went septic again, there was a good chance that I would die from it. Um, Because generally, people don't go septic three times or two times. Like, you usually only go septic once. Like, I shouldn't go septic anymore. So there was a good chance, like, sepsis could kill me. Um, And then also, then you have to weigh in 22 treatments, 28 treatments. What are your chances? Does that increase reoccurrence, not increase reoccurrence? Um, So they wanted to get rid of the leg. The uh, doctors wanted to keep the leg and stopped the chemo and yeah i guess there's only two choices there wasn't a third one (laughs) (laughs) that's easier (laughs) and so then they third one was like do nothing just do nothing do nothing nothing. um yeah the surgeons wanted to stop the chemo because everything they were doing to try and heal my leg up chemo was undoing right yeah because i had that part in the back open so it just wouldn't heal Mm because you can't heal with you know chemo poison going through you poison basically yeah um and then when i so i had to ask some serious questions right Uh, i know It came down to me asking the oncologists, uh, you know, because I knew they had kids, like, what would they do? Would you tell your son stop chemo or continue chemo, lose their leg? And the head oncologist told me if I lose my leg, he could only guarantee me two treatments. And then after those two treatments, there's no telling if my kidneys would fail and I would go on dialysis. And then so then at that point it became pretty cut and dry that chemo was gonna be a bad idea like i had to stop at this point yeah. my body's mm-hmm. telling me you just you can't do it anymore like you've reached your limit um so i said that's it and i fucking no more chemo and they said all right that's your choice and we're just gonna get you healed up we're gonna get you better and no more chemo
2: so when i'm uh, maybe i'm missing maybe i miss this so when you're doing chemo after you've removed the tumor that's mm-hmm. attached to the femur mm-hmm. What is the chemo treating?
1: Uh, the cleanup chemo is for anything that got away. So if it got in my blood system or it was going to metastasize and go anywhere. Just like
3: little nomad cancer cells, mm. you
1: know, like shit that, that, that yeah, isn't okay. just like. Because the, the place it'll go would be my lungs, right? So that's why they do the cleanup chemo. And so what they told me was if you, let's say, get you know 28 treatments, good margins, all that shit that I got, but you get the full treatment, you're in this 80% or Yeah, 80% survival rate, right? It's generally what they can give you if you get the full fucking recipe. Um, mm. But they said there's no, they can't tell how much that ke- cleanup chemo actually weighs in to everything. Right. Um, so they told me they still considered me in that 80% category because of what, in like an intensive surgery I had and how intense they were with the margins. And so they felt that the chemotherapy was very effective. At killing my cancer, so that if there was anything in there, it would likely be dead. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I just said, all right, and that's gonna how it's gonna be, and it'll be good. So, we stopped it, and uh, I've had follow ups since, and everything's been good. Um, how often do you have to go for follow ups now? Every two months uh, for the first year, and then I think it goes every three, then every six. The first three years, are the most crucial. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. And then once you reach the four year mark, it's just annually. Because uh, as the years go, lo- it like lowers the chances of reoccurrence, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So, so this is where you're at now. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any more complications. Uh, you know, I'm still getting um, antibiotics uh, through my port. That's why I still have it. So the VON comes, gives me the Dapto. It's yeah. called Dapto Mycin it doesn't really matter sure but they're giving it to me daily um and they're just going to continue doing that until they take the x-fix off just because the x-fix is like an open wound, wound with a metal just kind of drove into
3: you yeah so they like want the just most extreme
1: there. piercing yeah so then i'll have one more surgery to take the x-fix off all right and then one surgery to take the port out i'm i'm curious
3: to know what where, what was up with your friends throughout all this? Like uh, socially, oh.
1: so what was going on? Well, I mean, most of them were around for a bit uh, until they went back to the university and stuff. Hmm. And some of them were around, um, but when I got diagnosed, I just told myself, okay, you have cancer, you're just gonna go and have chemo have your surgery blast it out and then just show back up to work be good nothing happened you're all good nothing just put life on hold and you can't think that way but like i'm of course just been told i have cancer i'm not thinking clearly and that's just what i wanted to believe so i didn't really tell anybody i told like my close friends of course like family shit like that um but i just wanted to have this mental idea that everything was just going to be cool but now sweep it over the rug everything just went south uh yeah kind of (laughs) yeah yeah I mean, I can't really just come back now and be like, oh, uh, about that leg. <laughs> just ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So, um, but my friends that, like, I did tell were great. I mean, yeah. they, came, they visited me a lot. Um, and they still are. Like, I, you know, I still have friends that are around here that, you know, take me out to do stuff. And as much as I can do right now. Um, and, like, do you?
3: I'm sure there's there's been so many questions and people asking you. And even when you're talking about, like, you know, seeing people that you don't know, like children and, 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 you know, mm. parents or whatever, just people in the street. Yeah. How do you, how do you handle those questions? Like, you seem like a, you seem like a really fucking laid back dude. Yeah. Uh, is it, are
1: you, is it just that kind of thing where you, yeah, I mean, I just explain it to them. I mean, I, uh, was when I was going through the treatment. I uh, ran into one of my high school teachers. Like, my mom had taken me out for lunch. It was one of the things I at least got to do Is I'd get passes. Like, yeah. get passes and I was in the hospital. Um, so I went out, and I was in the car. And I'm bald at this time. I'm going through chemo. But she can't see me because I'm in the car. So she can't see that I don't have, like, one leg. Right. And uh, – she goes and she's like, oh, Brandon, like, how are you? And you look mid-summer. Like shit. she's like, oh, you're trying a new haircut style out because it's, you know, the summer and you shave your head. And I just like looked at my mom and then looked back at her and I was like, no, um I have cancer. And she's like, oh. she's like, Children go away by the door. Oh, no. <laughs> Shoot her kids away. They started freaking out. I was like, Yeah, and I um I also have one leg now. <laughs> leg. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah.
2: She's like, Whoa! Yeah. I really didn't expect it <laughs> I to have go to that go way. now. <laughs> I. Yeah,
1: no, I just I just try and explain it like as quick as I can. Get the whole story and I mean everyone will always have questions about it. I mean it's not something you see every day. Always.
3: Yeah, I mean always.
1: But um yeah, so I like always have, just have to deal with that. But yeah. I feel like there isn't Do you kind to... of
2: resent that?
1: Not really. Like it's not like it's like a negative like stigma or questions about it. Like I don't I don't think anyone like looks at someone and goes, "Oh, an amputee." No, but like yeah. do, you, <laughs> but do you get
2: do you get like do you get kind of fed up with talking with like,
1: like Yeah, spilling <laughs> out the whole story? Sometimes a bit. And that's why I saw like Doing this podcast would kind of help just to kind of like get it out there yeah everybody just share. shut the fuck
3: up when you see brandon just shut up so just, listen, say yeah, just anything. listen to the podcast and shut <laughs> yeah, up
2: just like just say go listen to sick boy yeah i'm just gonna no, tell everybody
0: good. that dude can yeah. i just yeah. can i just say that you have a fucking amazing attitude oh man like i man i just think it's so admirable the way that because we had this conversation the other day about inspiration and people be inspiring but like I find that you're inspiring, and not just because you're you're living with this, but the the way that you approach it and the way mm. that you live your life because of it and the way that you handle these situations, I find that that's really admirable and inspiring because you're just fucking. You're just doing it. You're just taking life as it comes, and fuck it, whatever. I get these shitty hands, and it's like everything that could go wrong did go wrong, but Mm. fuck it, whatever. I'm still alive. Dude, you're a brand-new
3: amputee, and you've already fucked you've already fucked <laughs> like, <Yeah>. that's, uh, <laughs> like that's, that's the biggest milestone of amputation right there. that's yeah. amazing
1: yeah. they told me they're like listen you may never fuck for a few years I was like I'm gonna crush that yeah, yeah, right. gonna yeah, I took month. out my phone day of the surgery yeah. you, know, you can come by uh, room 7 yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh man this is uh, your amputee virginity uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, got you know, all that hospital
1: action that's right dude that's amazing man fuck uh, uh, and I, I I do see it that way like i i would like to get involved with uh some cancer camps and stuff like that yo
3: i'm going to hook you up i got i i got a cancer camp it's a surf camp at maui and uh uh I, a guy who actually had oste, osteo went out to that camp and uh uh we'll talk about it right. Sweet. Yeah. yeah i'll get you hooked up with athletes for cancer cuz they're a fucking great crew crew and uh man you like just having you there would be a huge thing for them and the people that go there because, yeah. uh, and
1: I, I yeah. just feel like it would help a lot. And I mean, cause it really is like going through cancer really is like a battle in yeah. its own sense. And like, I almost think about it as like, almost like a soldier going to war, like a soldier will go to war and leave, but he would never came, come back the same person. Cause yeah. it'll, it'll take something from them. Yeah. And Cancer no matter what will take something from you. And in my situation, you know, it took my leg, and that's going to have a ripple effect on the rest of my life. Even though I beat it, it's still going to take something no matter yeah. what. You can't go into cancer and just come out fucking unscathed. Like no, it just it will affect you. Yeah, so. that's pretty powerful, dude. Crazy, fuck, man. Yeah. Thank
3: you for coming in. And yeah. doing
1: this, this was... Uh, I wish I could just do a mic drop. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. <laughs> That's what I, I felt it. I felt it, yeah. <laughs> I felt it. Yeah. Uh, cool. We can add the effect in. Maybe Let's, one day. Uh, we'll get we'll up fix on stage it, and tell people <laughs> my story. I'll fix just, it in like, post. Yeah.
1: <laughs> After you break in, you can break dance off yeah, stage. Spin yeah, spin around on my one backwards leg. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: yeah. uh, cool. Thanks a lot, dude. Yeah, uh, thanks thanks it was really great having, having you in. Having um you in. um Thank you all so much for listening. hope you fucking enjoyed it. Um, we'll yeah, yeah let just end it. Cool. <laughs> I'm Brian. Uh, thank you all <laughs> so Taylor. much for listening. <laughs>
0: I'm Brian. Yeah, I'm that's Taylor. Taylor. A, fuck. <laughs> this happens every once in a while, but <laughs> do I say All right, go for that? it. I'm Jeremy. Thank, <laughs> I'm, I'm Taylor, too. <laughs> all right, thank you
3: all so much for listening. All
2: right.
3: I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. Oh, God damn it. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> this is sick, boy. Don’t do that. Oh yeah, oh, don’t do that.
2: For more CBC podcasts, go to cbc.ca/podcasts.